Our Bible open to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Thank you, Brother Brian, for that wonderful song. In this chapter, there are three reminders. 1 Timothy uh, lends itself to very interesting uh, exhortations and reminders. In chapter 1, we're told to watch for hope, watch our doctrines, watch the reason for the law, watch our testimony, and watch the warfare. In chapter 2, three exhortations, exhortation to prayer, to the will of God, and an exhortation to modesty. Then uh, chapter 3, we have not really studied that chapter, we will at a later time. We looked at the last verse, verse 16, last Sunday morning, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in the glory. And I mentioned that was a hymn the church used to sing, and at least one of our young men has said he may write the hymn with those words. Uh, six stands a hymn, wouldn't that be good? Amen. Now chapter four. In chapter four, there are 16 verses, and I wanna read these tonight, and then we'll discuss them for a little while. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God, all of its authority and power, and the, the exhortations, the reminders that are given to us. Help us to heed these and to put them into our lives as pillars that will lead us deeper into the will and mind of God. We ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some should depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying, worthy of all acceptation, for therefore we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. 
Till I come, give diligence to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in so doing, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Three remembrances, reminders to remember. Very simple chapter, tremendously profound thoughts. Number one, remember the times in which we live. That's how he begins this chapter. The Spirit speaketh expressly in the latter times, some shall depart from faith. Did you know we're living in latter times? Years and years ago I read this. The latter times actually began with Jesus. From then on, we live in the latter times. Now, as those times grow darker and the signs seem to appear more grossly, we may determine that we're getting closer and closer to the end. It is very possible that Jesus could come any moment. Those who have studied the scripture carefully are certain that the very next prophetic event will be the rapture of the church. Now notice what he says about the latter times. Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Six evidences or warnings about the last times. Now notice what they are. They'll depart from the faith. That's called the falling away. Sometimes that's called apostasy. Now apostasy basically means those who seemed to believe and seem to really be something for God fall away. There's no evidence that they ever had anything to begin with. Those that endure to the end are the ones that are saved. We believe in the perseverance of the saints. It's not that we hold out true to the end, he holds us. And even when we err from the truth, he draws us back. He disciplines his own. If ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye illegitimate, bastards, you're not sons. And so, one of the evidences that God is dealing with your heart, if you get out of the will of God and away from the Lord for a little while, God draws you back. He whips you, he deals with you, he draws you back. You just can't quit. Now, if you can totally quit and God doesn't bother you and God doesn't say bye to you, God doesn't bother your heart, God doesn't cause discipline to come, you better write, watch out, you're probably not saved. The saved will be disciplined. And so he's saying, in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. They looked like they were Christians. They looked like they were serving the Lord, but actually they weren't. Then he goes on to say, 
They'll give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Man, we have so much of that going on today. Do you know this is not a criticism? It's an observation of, of why we need to help. Haiti, the main religion there is voodoo, witchcraft. We have some missionaries there and some faith, some people that have been saved there, but mainly in America, the main faith of America is Christianity. Even though we say we're not a Christian nation, there are more Christians in America, more churches in America, more influence from godly truth in America than maybe almost any nation in the world. But it's not true in Haiti. It's filled with voodoo worship. And so we need to, that's all the more reason we need to pray and care and send our missionaries and try to do something to help. But our nation is dealing with seducing spirits, speaking lies and hypocrisy, conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats. Most of you are aware that for many, many years, one of the move, groups that called themselves a Christian church said it's uh, wiser not to marry. Now, the Bible never says that. There's a whole uh, group of Christians that tell their ministers not to marry. So the priests can't marry. That is not scriptural. It, God says it's good for man, it's not good for man to be alone. He needs a wife. That's God's plan. Now, obviously it's not true of everybody. The apostle Paul apparently did not have a wife and God used him greatly. But the general plan for every man is to have a wife. But this says, there'll be a time when they'll forbid you to marry and command you to abstain from certain meats. That was never God's will. That's one of the evidences of the latter times. So remember the times in which we live. Secondly, verses six to 11, remember the truth. Notice this, thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good soldier of Jesus Christ nourished un, up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. Now, this section, remember the truth. What truth are we talking about? The words of faith. Remember the words of faith. Where do you get the words of faith? From the word of God. The words of faith. And then he says, uh, good doctrine wherein thou hast attained. Some people say, I don't like sermons on doctrine. Well, if you don't preach doctrine, you don't preach nothing. Because the word of God is full of doctrine. Doctrine simply means teachings or truths. And so he says, remember the great truths that you have learned, good doctrine, words of faith. And then he says, Refuse profane and vain old wives' fables and exercise themselves to godliness. You know, there are some people that can't help telling profane things. I said they couldn't help, they probably can help it, but they do it. And they, they gossip, they tell ugly things, 
they, they say all kinds of things. And, and sometimes uh, they say these things thinking maybe they're helping people. There's some gates that we ought to let everything pass before it gets out of our lips. Number one, is it true? Number two, is it kind? Number three, is it necessary? A lot of the things we say would not pass those three tests. And so we need to examine our lives. Uh, sometimes it is necessary to reveal some things that we know about someone, but only in prayer, not in maliciousness, not trying to tear somebody down, not trying to hurt somebody, but in prayer concern. But even in that, we need to be very careful about our prayer meetings. Sometimes groups will meet together and pray, and they say, well, I'm going to pray for such and such. They did this and this and this, and let's pray for them.